Hello and welcome to my podcast, I Don't Know How It Happened But, with me, Annie Hayes-Pantony, yoga business owner, actress, and definitely menopausal. For years, I wanted to do stand-up, but hey, I'm not funny. So I thought, at least if I come on here, I won't get heckled. I'd love you to join me on this crazy little ride called midlife. So, if you're a woman on this roller coaster and you'd like tips, advice, insight into my research on signs and symptoms, I can hopefully help you through yours. It'll be inspirational, playful, educational and thought-provoking, funny, witty, sometimes gritty, and possibly the occasional tears. So hey, grab a cuppa, get comfy, and join me, the host, with my foggy brain and, and, um, hey, why don't you just listen? Good evening, afternoon, whatever it is for you, lovely ladies, and, um, I've told you already, I'm so excited about my guests and this one definitely is no different. Like I found out something about my guests that I'm just blown away by. Her name is Kate and she is just wonderful. And one of the things I find so remarkable about Kate is her positive outlook on life. So Kate's mission is to focus on age positivity body positivity and finding joy in the journey. I mean, that for me is just amazing. That's just one thing. Now, Kate's a single mum of two young adults and a host of furry friends. So we'll have to ask about that, listeners. And Kate's official titles are she is a psychotherapist. She's a hypnotherapist, a Reiki healer and sports massage therapist. Hang on, hold it there, listeners. There is another thing here that's coming out at you right now. A helicopter pilot. Like, I'm serious. Kate, welcome. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, it's a a mixed bag. And uh, and then on top of that, health and fitness coach. (laughs) Seriously, like, this woman is amazing. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Can I ask something about being a helicopter pilot first? There's so much to ask you. When, how long, what made you want to do that? Brilliant. Um, When? Okay. So um, actually it's quite a, it's quite a sad story. I lost my dad to cancer. Dad had cancer for about 10 years, multiple myeloma. Um, And for those of your listeners that make, quite a few people are familiar with it. It essentially breaks down the, the, the bone structure of the body mm-hmm. and so from this tall strong sort of powerful man he became this little crippled man oh, he was all okay. bent over and the sort of the last year or so of his life was was really challenging it fluffs up your kidneys uh, as well as other things mm-hmm. um, obviously it's cancer so it, it affects other aspects of your body as well of course and um and I was really lucky to be with him the day he died we'd had a phone call about um, my sister, I was feeding my kids. They were, oh, my son was about eight months old and my my daughter was just over two and I was just putting lunch on the table and the phone call went. And it's Emma, my, one of my sisters saying, dad's been given an hour. Oh, so like, oh crikey. So I think I swore, literally threw the, the plates down on the top, grabbed both the kids and um, hightailed it to the hospital. He, he kept going for... He, we managed a few hours after that thank goodness and oh, we were good. all with him when he died 
And I stayed with him for quite a long um, period of time afterwards because everybody had left and it was night, it was nighttime and the hospital was all, all, all quiet and dark. And there was just, they'd put dad into like this private room. Mm-hmm. And so we were lucky because yeah, yeah, totally. be a, they, they didn't have a private room at the time and we managed to get him in there latterly. And, um, and so I was just able to sit with him and I sat with him on the bottom of his bed. And I just, I, I, I just thought to myself, if, where, if my children are sat on my bed when I die, yeah. I want them to, to say that mum had no regrets and she lived her life to her song sheet. You know, she, she didn't hold back because I have this. Wonderful. We've, we've lost so many people in our family, some young, some older ones yeah. and, and friends and things. And, you know, you, none of this is guaranteed. I remember when the kids were little, uh, I will get onto the helicopter. Thing. No, no, like this is life, isn't it? Um, like these are you things know, you, that are When you're come. a mother, you just have to, all of a sudden your life becomes so valuable because you have to stay alive for your kids. You've got to yeah. be there because you're their caregiver giver, and particularly in the circumstance where I was, where my husband wasn't particularly hands-on with the kids. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I, I divorced when they were quite young. I left him when I, they were quite young. And... Um, we were walking into the house one day and this enormous tile, which when it landed on the floor was about six foot by two foot. It was a very old house. This thing had fallen off the roof and came. I just walked in with the children and lit, if I'd been a second later, we'd have all been dead. Oh, my God. And, you know, you just you, you try and live your life safely, but nothing is guaranteed. No, of course it isn't. And so I sat on dad's bed and uh, and I just thought. I've always, always had a pack. I love engines. I used to have an mm-hmm. old V-Dub Beetle and have serviced that myself. And I I just thought, I'm going to learn how to fly the helicopter. I love, I've always wanted to do it. I, I've been, <sighs> I was lucky enough to be um, given a plane ride, you know, lesson when for one of my birthdays years ago. And I loved it. But it was almost quite boring because it was like, once you're in the air, you kind of fly and yeah, what yeah. goes on. And with a helicopter, because of the, the the mechanics of it and the way the air pressures work, you, you're constantly correcting it. You, you cannot take your hands off the controls and just think, oh, we'll just cruise for a Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, of course. It doesn't happen. And so you're, it's one of these things where it really is, it's a beast that you have to tame, but it's, it's a beast that you have to tame so gently. You almost have to think the movement and by thinking it, you make a tiny movement and that's the only movement you need to make unless, you know, you're, you're sort of doing something crazy. But the majority of it is such like a fine tune thing. Oh, and, wow. And I just thought, well, before I married my husband, I'd, I used to buy houses and do them up. So I'd buy them crappy and just give mm-hmm. them a facelift. And my my sort of creativity was pretty wacky. So it had a small niche market, but those people who liked it loved it. Yeah. So there was one house that I'd sold and I made quite a good profit, but I made a great profit on it. And I just thought, bloody hell, I'm, I'm married now. I'm just going to use some of that money to, to teach myself how to fly the helicopter. So I, I enrolled in classes, fell in love with it after like the oh first 10 God. minutes. And I just thought, jeepers creepers, this is just amazing. And then I thought, well, it is, it's a blooming expensive hobby. So my entrepreneurial brain was thinking, Hartley, how can you make, how can you possibly make this into a career? So I thought, well, I'm going to get my private pilot's license, then get my instructor's rating, and then I can earn an income you know, teaching people how to fly the helicopter. However, 
as well as life has it, the C the Civil Aviation Authority changed their rules, which meant that we had to get our commercial pilots license before we could get our instructors oh. rating, which during I was in the middle of my divorce. I was representing myself in court. I'd also started my psychotherapy um, uh, qualifications. And I just thought, blooming heck, I'm just, it's going to cost me another probably 25000 just to get my commercial license. It's going to take a heck of a lot of um, brain power and time yeah. and effort. And can I do that and represent myself in court and look after the kids and everything else? And I just thought, realistically, I've got to park it for the moment. So mm-hmm. I did do half of my commercial course. And, um, and now I just fly for pleasure. But there oh, there's no just about it there's no just about it you can fly a helicopter I mean that's amazing it's, I love it's it we did set up a company I did run a company with I set it up with two other fellow pilots and we ran that for a little while but it then money pits you know unless you're actively flying really regularly mm-hmm. a helicopter is a money pit so again it was something that I loved every second of. Of course. I have got some harem scarum tales to tell about my helicopter years, but they, it was, it, it's something that I've done and I will never, ever regret doing it. And it's something that I might reignite at some point in the future. Yeah. And never say never, definitely. Exactly, exactly. Definitely. So but that was the story behind that. <laughs> I love it. But Kate, the thing is that that's what I got from you. Like when we spoke, um listeners I had a chat with Kate uh last week and you know when you just speak to somebody and they just you just have this like oh yes go like you go there (laughs) and it's that thing and I just feel the same Kate that I I want people or women because this is a lot about my podcast is for like perimenopause and menopause women and other women come on we're all going to get there and go past it hopefully yeah but it's that thing of like, yeah, come on, grab, grab the horns, like, come on, live your life and yeah. just be and do these things. And Absolutely. You know, like everything you stand for, I just think it's amazing. So with regards to the say, let's go to the age positivity. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a big thing when it gets to, you know, being in the age bracket of yeah. midlife um and well just before and onwards how do you feel that you approach that then what do you do to like you know is it just a case of you just love yourself because that's so in you know it's so vital to do so and I wish I could say I did I think I'm like every human woman on the planet and there are things I like and Mm -hmm. you know if if the light's good it's just yeah that was not a bad picture and then when the light's bad it's just like bloody hell do I really look that bad and (laughs) um, you know I think I think we all do that I think I think we all berate ourselves when we should be celebrating ourselves I, I I am somebody who embraces my scars um I never forget it I mean this is I'm sorry I kind of this this is not going to be rude but it's when I I remember giving birth to my it's quite explicit when I was giving birth to my second well when I gave birth to my first my daughter I tore very badly so am I able to sort of yeah 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 a bit more about that so essentially I have got like it's nothing to brag about ladies I've got a baggy labia and (laughs) (laughs) embrace the baggy Ah. And I know, yeah, and I mean, this is something that I really very few people thankfully know about. Um, but when I was having my son, I remember the midwives literally, I was in a birthing pool and they were looking at me sh- with literally shock across their faces, going, 
God, I hope that doesn't split again because I've got like a big hole in my in one of my labia. Uh And um, we're just like, listen, that's the that's the least of my problems. You know, just let me get on and let me bear down and do it. They say really should go and have surgery after that. Have you heard about designer vaginas? It's just like you what? (gasps) They actually said that to you. Yes. I mean, I have nothing against anybody who wants a designer vagina. I personally, I would rather just keep my nails trimmed nice and my cuticles tidy. I'm not bothered about a designer vagina. But they said that, and this was in a rural community in in Suffolk. So I mean, that's like just a little bit of this sort of body confidence thing. To be quite honest, I think we have to embrace our scars. So do I. You know, the, the society really pushes us to adore the youth and the beauty and the fillers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look at some of the 20 year olds and oh, just I just want to kind of give them a big hug and say, please just be yourself. It doesn't I matter know. that you've not got your eyelashes on and your eyebrows painted in and your lipstick on and you, you this and that and the other. Just be you because. Oh, Kate, don't even get me started with the lips. Like I'm, what these poor young girls, what are they doing to their lips? I know, but but what are we? But you want to look after them, don't you? Are we giving them as well? And I'm sure that is what the sort of the root of so many, you know, body dysmorphic problems and Mm -hmm. the eating disorders that you see in both men and women, and also just stress on 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 every level. So um, my attitude is the fact that I've got to 51 years old, and thank goodness I've I've managed to get this far. I'm fit and healthy. I'm a great I am a great believer in us taking responsibility for our own health. I know sometimes we need a bit of extra help and that's absolutely fine but I think there's a lot of who do not take responsibility for their health yeah and it's up to us it's not up to somebody to come and rescue us it's up to us to do the things that we can do to have a vibrant and fulfilled life unless you just want to sit and be beige if you want like safe beige boring yeah that's in, uh, and you know you want to be down at the doctor's surgery every week because you need your, your new antibiotics or whatever that's that's up to you but um I'm very much a believer that it's it's absolutely down to us to take control of our health on on every level as much as we can and when med you know when a medication is needed absolutely yeah um, of course. go for it we all need that you know we're lucky that we live in a day and age that we have access to s- some amazing medications when we need them um but I think going back to that age positivity thing, it's uh, what I love so much about social media is that people like you and I are able to connect. Yeah. And, you know, I've connect with a lot of other sort of midlifers and beyond and well across all, all sorts of mm. age brackets. But we're able to support each other and promote each other. And I think all for the bad rap that social media gets. And yes, there is some rubbish out there. But when you use it positively and you use it to connect with like minded souls, yeah. actually it becomes an age positive movement. And it's not just oh, random wonderful. people using like the age of positive hashtag. It becomes a, a movement where we can support each other. And some of us are more vocal than others. And that's absolutely fine. It's like being part of the age age positive family. But um, I, I think it's down to us as sort of middle midlifers and beyond to really embrace and celebrate the bodies that we have, you know, because at the end yeah. of the day, whether, whether you've got um, you, you're happy with your legs or you're happy with your arms or you're happy with how your face looks or not. Yeah, we've got we've got two legs. We've got two arms. We've got yeah. a head on our shoulders still. You know, we're, we're so fortunate where so many people haven't got that blessing to even have the, the the basics of what we might be complaining about exactly and and it is like um I know that um 
Kate, you're into, you know, mindset. And, you know, that's just touching on it, isn't it? Because it is that thing of like, I mean, I, you've just talked about your um, floppy, um, your uh, saggy. Well, I named my boobs on my podcast, Flipsy and Flopsy. (laughs) I've named them because... Philip, I'm, I'm not joking because I used to feel really subconscious of the fact that, oh God, you know, they're not all pert anymore. It's like, do you know what? They've they've done what they were meant to do. And yeah. actually, I'm happy with my body. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm working hard at keeping it as healthy as I can. Yeah. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm in my 20s because I'm far from it. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not in my 20s. I've had those years. And now, you know, I'm so happy to be in my 50s and like you, embracing every minute of it. And it doesn't mean that every minute of it is actually going to be great. It just means that there will be stuff that comes to us that might be a little bit difficult. But if we live that mindfulness and that mindset of like non-attachment is and we go with how we are today. And well, I think it's it's also re- releasing resistance to what is. I mean, right now, um, between you, me, and your listeners, my life is very, very hard at home. We're in a very toxic situation with with somebody close to me, and um, it is it's having a very, very powerfully negative impact on so many aspects of our lives. Okay. And, but just to put that into perspective, there's this great quote that I read in one of Jay Shetty's books, I think like a monk. And it's just sort of summarizing it's, we, it's, it's very tempting when, when somebody reacts negatively towards us or is cruel to us, Mm -hmm. we, we, we automatically reactively go on the sort of self-defensive position because we want to protect ourselves and that's a completely natural way of behaving but when we can just create that split second where we think actually I don't have to have an emotional response to this or I don't have to share my emotional response with you so yes it might hurt you it might feel make you feel angry might make you feel sad but you can act, we we can actually allow ourselves to almost have that invisible bubble around yeah 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 Hmm. You, you you can be as, as mean and shitty as you want to be, but I'm not going to let you in. Yeah. Because, you know, what's, when somebody says something horrible, it's much more about them as an individual than ever it is about you. Oh, God, absolutely. It's nearly and, always the case, isn't it, that that person has yeah. their own insecurities and it's like they're, they mirror that on you. They put it on you. Yes, yeah. But I life, totally you know, life you. wasn't meant necessarily to be easy. I think we all, obviously, we all want an easy life. But actually, it's through challenges that some of our greatest growth happens. And I know that has become a yes. bit of a cliche, but that's because it's true. In no, it is fact. true. You know, I know all the all the times which have been the most difficult for me. And I mean, literally on your knees, kind of difficult. And they have been some of my crowning moments. And I'm and I'm intending to make this particular period of my life an absolute crowning moment as well. And I think it's, you know, we have the choice. We all have that opportunity to decide whether we're going to be a survivor or mm. whether are we just going to let it struggle and be, you know, allow ourselves to sort of drift like little caught bobbing along on the sea. Yeah, yeah. Or are we actually going to find a little helm? Are we going to push forward in the direction where we want to push or a different direction to where the pain is? And, and I think 
when when we realize that we have that power within us and we we all of us do of course none of it is going to be easy but when you change your mindset about challenges it can actually make an adventure out of it and that's how I'm looking at this current situation that I'm in at the moment is um yes there have been a few sleepless nights and this has been going on for quite a long time but no, I, it, I'm really excited for what the future holds as well. Because Brilliant. It's, it's Brilliant. another growth. It's another growth period. And in hopefully six months or so, we'll look back and it'll be like, whoo, this is amazing. And I'm Absolutely. intending for that. I'm not I'm not I'm not intending for it to any to have no, any that, other kind of mindset about it. It, it is going to be amazing because I'm going of to course make it, is. it amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, totally. And the thing is, it's like. Um, I I have a tattoo. Okay, now listen. I got to fifty. I've never had a tattoo before, yeah. and I now have three. Um, They're addictive, and, aren't they? Oh my god! I've already got my next one planned. Like I really <laughs> have. Okay, so this one I have on my wrist. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what you're kind of talking about, basically. Um, in my yoga kind of philosophy and through my teacher, Johnny Lynn Frail, who is a guru to me, um, her, like the words I use in my teaching is come, 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 go, 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 Mm -hmm. come, 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 go, go, go. So things come and they go. Good things come, they go. Yes. Not so good things come they go things are ever moving aren't they so basically I got tattooed on my I'm showing Kate but none of you lot oh that's lovely yeah so I've got come 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 go 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 and then the white feather is my mum because whenever I think about my mum I see a white feather fall for real like it's like crazy so but it is that thing isn't it it's like that there's the saying this this too shall pass Mm -hmm. you know and what we need to do, like you clearly do because of your amazing mindset, is instead of, um, I don't know about you, but there are, you know, whether you've met people like this who put this big kind of cloud over their head and it's like, woe is me, I, you know, and they just wallow in yeah. this, you know, in whatever's going on. Whereas with your mindset and that knowing that this too shall pass. Yeah. And in, if you know that, then it's more of a case of actually, you've just said it, you know that you're going to come out the other side and celebrate where you get to because yes. everything that comes as a challenge. So I don't, I, you know, I don't mean it as in good comes and bad comes more, you know, exciting and challenging, I would rather say. So if a challenge comes, it's that mindset of, well, what will I learn from this? Maybe what will I even learn about myself or, you know. I agree. I think there's so much that we can learn about ourselves. I remember when I was, again, going back to like my divorce days because it was was chaotic and unfortunately became very acrimonious. And I'm so relieved I represented myself in court because there were no like solicitors. My um, husband at the time did have solicitors but they had to deal with me rather exactly. than my solicitor. So they couldn't really back, back little backroom agreements or any, anything like that. And, Love it. Um, it. I did, ups, you know, I think it, they, they found it more difficult because they were having to deal with a human and not somebody that was like this sort of, well, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've taken her on, I'll support her, but, you know, yes, come on, I'll suggest this so you can get that yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, no, totally. This and that that goes on. And um, it was, it, it was the... But by by going through that that 
phase my mind was so chaotic so what I used to do particularly because the solicitors used to send like a nasty letter on a Friday so you'd have all weekend to worry about it because you you know if you were getting your own um representation you'd then have to try and talk to your solicitor so you might not do it because it wouldn't arrive until the Friday so you've got all weekend to stupor it's one of their tactics yeah and uh, and I actually wrote put a program together um helping people to get divorced not acrimoniously so it's nothing about the legal side of things but it is about helping people divorce positively and at the end of the day particularly if you've got kids we're always going to be parents of our children so yeah. I see now my in fact I was telling my daughter yesterday you know my ex-husband and I we have actually a really good relationship yeah sometimes it can be a bit strained but if he told me you know he, he'd got something awful that he was suffering with I would definitely support him for as long as he needed to. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to hopefully be grandparents one day. And, yeah, yeah. you know, when they get married, we want to be at the wedding together and enjoy. You know, I, I like him as a friend, as yeah. a husband. No, we did. You know, we packed different suitcases. But as a friend, we got on very, very well together. But during the um, the, the very acrimonious days, and, and they re- literally were horrible, Um I used to sit down with a piece of paper. So I'd, I'd re- have the, the letter come in from the solicitors and you, you get all the panic emotions, you get the adrenaline mm-hmm. and you, your bottom feels like it's about to fall out and it's just <laughs> awful. And you sit there and you think, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this? And I used to, so I used to read the letter once and then reread it, trying to sort of take the emotion away from it. Then I'd get a piece of paper and a pen and I would brainstorm things that they'd accuse me of wrongly so that I could correct. And then also brainstorm things that I felt I could positively react to that letter with so that I then Mm -hmm. would write my own letter and, and reply back. And just by doing that process, and it's something I've used ever since, and it's something I teach my anxiety clients as well, is that whenever life is threatening to overwhelm you, acknowledge the response that you're getting from it acknowledge the panic and the fear and the regret or the anger you know whatever negative emotions might be coming up but then get get an old-fashioned piece of paper and pencil out and just brainstorm even what the what your fears are Mm -hmm. and how you can help to uh, resolve or remedy each of those particular fears and it's amazing how empowering that can be yeah it's do you know what when you're right it's this thing like when you put something down on paper and it's there in front of you and it's like journaling isn't it it's like letting it out and it's on the page and then you can face it yeah and you know do something about it I guess in a way it's almost like women could do this about their menopause symptoms yes they could write down all the things that they're going through yeah. And then, OK, so what could I do about this? Could I learn about this myself? Could I do this? Is there something that could help me with this? And there's so many answers out there. Like there is help. I think it's just giving people the uh, tools like that to know that actually they really can help themselves, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. I, th- I think tracking is is like is, is so powerful because even with your symptoms, so like if somebody's really struggling with hot flashes or hot flushes, mm. or, you know, suddenly you feel stress coming on, well, what were you doing two hours, you know, between one and two hours before that happened? Have you slept badly? Are you yeah. dehydrated? Have you just eaten or drunk something that's had a physiological trigger or it has become yes. a physiological trigger for you? 
And when I started tracking, I was I wasn't actually tracking for my menopause. I was tracking because I was filling in this food diary. It was part of a nutritional system that we were just introducing. And I wanted to, you know, be a guinea pig to sort of have a hands on experience so that when I uh, teach it to my various customers, I, I knew exactly I'd, I'd been on that path myself. And then I realized that there was various food groups and, and drinks that would trigger hot flushes in me but also that sent when when I suddenly anxiety would creep up in me and I'm not an anxious person normally but I could feel like this this anxiety rumble growing mm-hmm. it was like what on earth is that all about where is that coming from and it was just because I needed to start to take more mindful moments during the day because it's a lot of our symptoms with menopause are related to our adrenal health yeah and given I think stress unfortunately is is cumulative there are ways of sort of getting out of the body with acupressure and obviously you can help to manage it with some mind mindfulness techniques but stress will accumulate it's like bee stings it will accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and I think I had got to the stage where I just I was pretty much on stress burnout because yeah yeah. um you know there, there have been such black moments which have caused so much stress and anxiety for a long period of time. I'm amazed I don't have an, uh, an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. I literally, it's just like, thank goodness I learned all about sort of mindfulness and healthy living and, and good nutrition before it was too late. Because yes. I think otherwise I would have been one of those people with fibromyalgia or ME or, you know, something like that, because just the way that my life has gone. Um, but by tracking, it really helped me find the patterns when I get thirsty now I mean my symptoms are pretty much tiny but as soon as I start to get thirsty I have a hot flush right as soon as I start to get hungry again another hot flush alcohol sets it off so most evenings I have a glass or two of wine yeah normally about five minutes after I've had my first sip I get hot flush and caffeine as well yes without doubt I, I unfortunately have to tell viewers, uh, listeners, I, you know, I keep slipping up. I'm always saying viewers, it's because I want to be on the telly. Um, <laughs> I'm an actress, for God's telly. sake. Honestly, I really would. I'm waiting for loose women to, if anyone <laughs> knows anyone who has anything to do with loose women, I need to be on that show. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Just a little, I'm just putting it out there. Put it out there. I'm putting it out. I'm telling you. I'm an actress, God's sake. I need to be on television. Um <laughs> Oh, God, now my brain's gone. Um, oh, gosh, what was I saying? You were saying... Oh, the wine, the wine. Yeah. So I I have to tell my listeners often caffeine. that caffeine and alcohol, you know, and sugar... Yes. It's not our friend. It isn't. But in saying that, I can't just be on here and say, yes, you mustn't drink. Because I know myself, just like you just said... I enjoy a glass of wine. Yeah. The, the difference is we both accept that, okay, I know myself, Kate, that if I drink wine, if I do have more than two glasses, mm-hmm. I guarantee I will wake up the next morning with really bad pains in my thumbs. That's just so bonkers, isn't it? Right, in my thumbs. Yeah. And Does that happen with caffeine too out of interest? No, it happens with wine. Because caffeine and my joint pain, I did um, 
uh, a YouTube on it a little while ago because it was a revelation. Just mm. because I started intermittent fasting and then found out that if you have like a milky coffee in the morning, like I was having, that would yeah. be enough to break the fast. So actually, although I wasn't eating, my milk, my nut milk in my coffee yeah. Yeah. Was, was buggering it up. So I then bought this stuff called Ticino, which I, I've fallen in love with. It's not, it's completely uncaffeinated and it's like a herbal coffee um, okay God, i've never heard I, of that that's I, a bit exciting oh it's it's delicious and um i get mine off the iherb website because it's much cheaper than amazon and um cheaper i don't think you get ticino direct in the uk i'm not sure but my when i was googling it iherb and it's a fraction of the cost and uh, and i and i sort of stocked up big time on ticino but by doing that I, within two days i've noticed that my joint pain had gone nearly mostly yeah so in before when i was drinking ca- coffee with caffeine in and it's, it was nice coffee as well I'm, I'm a real coffee snob no me too i'm a coffee snob i love it and but i'd get out of bed and i'd be like the tin man without the oil i literally it was creak 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 it's just like crikey particularly like my feet and my ankles and my knees I've been on this tea chino for two days and it's just like, where's the aches? Where's the pain's <gasps> gone? Wow. And my ankles are still a little bit stiff sometimes, okay. but a fraction of what they were when I was drinking coffee. So I've stayed on it. I, this tea chino stuff, it's like a Hey, listen, do you know what? Actually, Kate, I say no, it's not the um, caffeine. It's definitely the wine. But to be totally honest, I haven't tried to stop drinking the coffee. So maybe I should give that a go also. It's definitely worth a try. It's T-E-E-C-C-I-N-O. And if you go onto the iherb.com website, mm-hmm. they've got really good deals on it in there. They've got the full range of flavors. And um, I'd buy it in bulk because you get free shipping as well. And um, oh, wow. Yeah. But it is. And I just have one, maybe two a day. But because it's completely uncaffeinated, I thought I'd get caffeine withdrawal and everything. Not, not, mm-hmm. not, not, not anything. It's, it was. And I still get my sort of coffee treat in the morning, yeah. which. Is, and it tastes oh, like that. coffee, like proper good coffee. Does it does it? taste like good coffee. Yeah. It does taste like. I mean, it's oh. a slightly different flavor. But it's it's good enough that you don't think, Ooh, uh, you know, it's going to take a while to get used to. It was it's, I actually really I, I would go so far as to say I probably even prefer it to my caffeinated coffee nowadays. Wow. Because yeah. I know that I've definitely tried decaf before and it's like, what is that? Uh, what is that? I don't go there. That, oh, no. that decaf no, coffee, is, that's um, not coffee. That's like, what's the point of that? <laughs> I, know, I know. And also it's really nice black which was for me the whole point of having it because it, trying to do that sort of the 16, eight hour intermittent fasting, the yeah. um, it's important that it's black and um, it's really nice. It's really smooth. There's no sort of bitterness to it at all. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ticino. Mm, well, well, listeners, and honestly, we're not getting paid for this advert. This is honestly just a recommendation. No, honest, so, no affiliation yeah. or anything. It's, it's no. just good advice. I'm genuinely going to, no, thanks, Kate. I'm 100% going to try that, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so the the wine thing, I like you, I enjoy a nice glass of wine. Um, but yeah, honestly, over two glasses and I'm, well, one, 100% night sweats will be yeah. phenomenal if I've had alcohol. And of course, everybody knows you don't sleep properly if you've had alcohol anyway. It's not... Yeah you know, it's not a good night's sleep. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a case of please, you know, ladies do think about cutting back. Like d- don't think that you can knock back the alcohol like you may have done when you were younger because yeah. you can't, 
you can't I'm sorry no it doesn't um, have more repercussions and I, I always think oh God, so you know you, you sort of go through your 20s and oh I used to be known as the whiskey mom stress because I, I I can blind taste whiskey and still get it right I love I love whiskey wow my dad he was MD of a brewery and so you know we've we've, we've been brought up around wine my, my my grandparents all made their own wine um my and some of them made their own gin you know I've been brought up around alcohol uh and and I I love a good drink but I don't yeah. like getting drunk and I and definitely as I've got older um it's it key is moderation these days oh absolutely. god without doubt I'm the same I can't say anything about they've had like that my mum and dad were um experts but I'll say they're Irish that's all I need to say well, that's all you need to say. <laughs> I love the Irish oh my so, god so I'm from um you know my mum and dad both born in Waterford sadly neither of them with me anymore but Aww. so that they um you say about your dad like my mum died of motor neurons disease and you oh, just oh gosh and, that's horrendous yeah and she was in her early 60s oh that's cruel. so that is cruel and that is why live your life to the full and I'm with you every step of the way but yeah so they were Irish I love a Guinness oh yeah I love Guinness but hey come on that's definitely good for you like come on oh yeah (laughs) if I'm hungry and I you know for some reason if we're watching the rugby or something I've gone out with my rugby friends and all the boys are on their pints it's just like what are you having Hartley it's just like oh I'm pint Guinness then obviously and I'm sorry delicious Okay, if you said half a Guinness, I'd be like, what are you talking about? You can't drink Guinness in a half half a pint of Guinness. What the hell's that? (laughs) (laughs) I knew there'd be a really big reason why I love you, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) There's not many people who like Guinness, are there? Oh, I love it. I do too. So, yeah. So, but I have to... um, Oh God, a pint of Guinness would go down a treat right now. I'm not balance as well because I, I think of it's, course. There's, there's this sort of misnomer that you've got to live on chicken and broccoli and drink water for the rest of your life, and that is just so wrong. We all we have to, you know, we need to enjoy ourselves. It's about I think it's about enjoying ourselves in balance and maybe also, you know, substituting a few of the more unhealthy things for slightly healthier choices. Yeah, yeah. That when you do enjoy yourself it's you know you've not got like a um a whole series of bad choices throughout the day so you know my day I I, I do my exercises I, I eat pretty clean I do drink a lot of water so by mm-hmm. the time I have my glass of sparkling wine at the end of the day or two of them you know it's it's not exactly uh, sort of piling on top of a, of a series of other bad decisions that I've been making through the day Absolutely. and I think that is key it's like let enjoy your treats but don't let everything that you eat throughout the day be a treat. Yeah. And would you agree as well? Because the way I look at it, um, sometimes I think if women, well, anyone, sorry, not just women, but people in general, when they put this really strict um, thing in the way, um, the wrong word thing, that's a bit rubbish, but, you know, if they start thinking, right, I absolutely can't drink because that's going to do this. Like, I'm not trying to tell that to anybody because, oh, I can't say I couldn't do it. I could if I wanted to. I don't want to. Mm. <laughs> like, it's like you say, it's a treat or it's, is it a treat? It's just, I enjoy it. That's what it is. I enjoy a glass of wine, but I definitely, you know, my eating all through the day, just like you mm. is healthy. Yeah. And, and I enjoy it. It's not even 
I, think I, lo- I, lo- I, I do. I mean, I think when you eat food as fuel, it's it, you, 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 you balance everything out properly. You know, you get the right fiber that you need. So you don't get constipated. It helps to detox your body. You know, you're eating the right phytonutrients. So you're getting all the sort of the essential vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. and um, everything that's going to help you, you on a cellular level. Yeah. You know, healthy fats are so important for our brain and our nervous system and so many other things. You know, it's just so important that we have a really good balance of, of, all the food groups carbs included you know people say oh I'm, I, I don't I don't eat carbs it's like but we need carbs for of energy course. yeah you know we we the healthy carbs and maybe not like white bread because that's not healthy and white rice you can make better informed choices than white yes. rice but we all need carbs and, and actually fruit and vegetables fall within the carbs category as well mm. but um carbs are incredibly important for um for for just energy you know we need a, a balance of, of all food groups uh, yeah, and I sure. think when we eat food as fuel rather than you know the, the cakes the biscuits and, and, and the crappy stuff that is 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 not serving our bodies that that that's hard because then it it's it affects your uh, blood sugar levels it will make your cravings even worse you'll yeah. be lacking in energy because you have that crash um, that then sets up other chemical reactions within the body, which also then makes your menopausal symptoms worse. Um, you know, th- there is nothing really to what I say to people is if they if they really have a craving for something sweet, you know, or they like their biscuit in the afternoon or a slice of cake. Just like in ma- how are you going to feel in 30 seconds when you've eaten that piece of cake or biscuit? How are you going to feel? Yeah. You, you really you actually going to feel good for having eaten it and the, the answer probably is no mm. but if you really need something sweet maybe have a piece of dark chocolate or a few yeah. raw cacao nibs because they are incredibly good for you and they're so strong you won't want to eat many of you're them. the second person who's told me about these oh they're amazing yeah oh, they, they are. are fantastic yeah I, I love them the first time I try them it's just like I can't believe people even eat these for pleasure but um I don't necessarily eat them for pleasure but if I if I've got a strong sweet tooth craving I'll nibble just a few mm. and that craving goes away literally straight away it, it's it has such a powerful effect or yeah. a piece of fruit you know people say oh you shouldn't eat fruit but fruit's not you know we should eat fruit yeah. we, we need to eat fruit so that I, I completely disagree with people that say you need to cut out various food groups we, we need we need a good quantity of all types of different variety of food yeah apart from the sugar process <laughs> yeah, cut out if you can cut out processed food or largely reduce processed food yeah ultra processed food then you're on the road to success yeah for yeah for sure and obviously uh the the uh, menopause side of things, you know, the there's a lot of women who um, have written to me about the fact that they get this midlife spread and I'm going to try this carb-free diet. And like yeah. you've just said, so please, ladies, don't leave your carbs out. You need carbs. Yeah. Exactly what Kate just said. They are our source of energy. You wouldn't you wouldn't drive your car without putting petrol in it. It's exactly the same thing. And, and also the middle age spread, sort of the belly fat, that's more stress related again, because yes. around the, be- the belly, we have four times the amount of cortisol receptors in mm-hmm. our belly fat than we do any anywhere else around our body. And for those of you that don't know what cortisol is, it's one of our stress hormones. So if you can manage your stress every kind of stress so that's not just like walking down a dark alley kind of stress or getting divorced kind of stress it's nutritional stress it's not sleeping enough stress it's not drinking enough water stress 
all of those are stresses on the body and those all spike our um, cortisol. And when our cortisol is spiked, it also uh, spikes our insulin. So if you're eating something sweet, you've got a double whammy because you've got the nutritional stress from the sweet food, which is, you know, not obviously not good for us. Yep. The body goes into stress, then you've, which also then spikes the blood sugar. But then, because you've increased your cortisol due to the nutritional stress, that also then spikes your blood sugar. So you set up this terrible chain reaction, which mm. then just piles for the fat around around the middle. Yeah, that is largely due to the fact that obviously our sex hormones are de- declining, our estrogen is falling. Um, estrogen backs as as when estrogen our ovaries stop producing estrogen the adrenal glands back up the job of the ovaries so they are under more pressure as we go through menopause so it's absolutely vital one of the most important things you can do to alleviate menopausal symptoms is to manage stress more effectively yes and if you do you're going to be you could even be symptom free and it, it and yeah i mean god stress oh stress is a well it's a it's a big statement but yeah thank you that's exactly what I was going to say and it's like oh it is a killer stress is a killer and stress can cause all sorts of and the more you worry about something the worse it feels you you imagine things and you know and having that constant um chatter in your mind is stress absolutely you know I think we're all very mindfulness. I, I don't know about you, but sort of I was brought up in this sort of environment of if, if you're sat down reading a book and you know somebody from your family walks past, they they think she's so lazy. What's she mm-hmm. doing reading a book? She should be up doing something, you know, be useful. And and I think many of us have been brought up in that that sort of belief system, which then makes it very hard to actually just switch off and think, no, I, I'm tired. I am go- I'm gonna go in the garden at three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm going to read and I know if I did that now I would get so many funny looks still because of the way that sort of you know the the family dynamics work um but we should be because it's again it's down to us to do the things that we need to do in order to manage our stress effectively and you know at the end of the day you I, I think it's we can feel selfish for looking after ourselves but when we look after ourselves we have so much more to give to those that need us most and that's the way I look at it. You know, yes. for me, exercise and pretty good nutrition are how I manage my stress the most effectively. I do read before I go to bed, but that's normally a personal development type book. It's a sort of mindset type book. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't exactly say it's super relaxing, but then, you know, because of the way with my, my, my workouts and things like that, they help me eat those stress hormones and they help me deal with stress more effectively. And it does energize me. So that definitely works for me. It, if I didn't exercise, um, I would really struggle. Oh, God, me too. Um, if I didn't teach my yoga yeah. every day um, or do my own practice, I I couldn't live without it. I couldn't live without it. And I know that it's been my saviour without yeah. any doubt. And the mindfulness and and like you just brushed on there, Kate, like it, it is that thing of, I mean, I struggle sometimes in thinking, you know, of not doing anything. Um, but I will take a book and just journal. Yes. And then that to me is switching off and it just comes out then, doesn't it? And you kind of let go. But you, 
yeah, don't ever frown upon yourself for needing time to yourself and, you know, yeah, allowing. And, you know, that if, to be I your... think if there are people in your environment that are not allowing you to do that, well, then look at replacing or changing those people, changing your exposure to those people. I know it's not always so easy to replace them. Um, it's very easy for me to say that being single mum, because I, I don't have the input from a husband or a partner that might not be, you know, supportive in that area. But I think it is down to us to, to help other people understand our needs and, yeah. and hopefully they will respect our needs. And if they don't, well, then that's still no reason for you not to respect your needs. It's it maybe may a way of trying to find a workaround and, um, yeah. You know, if your environment is toxic to you or your environment brings you down, change your environment because we are looking at literally going from one extreme end of the country right to the other extreme for an entirely different change, a new exciting opportunity. I'm lucky I can work from wherever as long as I've got an internet connection. Um, and it's going to be a massive, massive upheaval. But so what we're going to do, you know, we could either sit here moan yeah. or we can think, bloody hell, let's do this. This is going to be exciting. Oh, OK, I love you. Do you know what? It is that thing. I. One that I'll put my hand up, I'm not a moaner because I don't see the point. Yeah. I will. If I don't like something, I will change it. Yeah, I will change it. Um, and if I can't, like you've just said, if I can't change the situation and definitely at this age, you definitely you choose your friends wisely, don't you? And, yeah. And, you know, what are they bringing to your table or what are the people bringing to your table? Are they good for you? Yes. Yeah, because there's a lot of energy vampires out there. There is energy vampires. There really is. That's another. That's actually a thing in yoga. It's our hymns are like um, being kind to others, but being kind to yourself and yes. um, knowing that you have boundaries, haven't you? And yes. people you know you need to set your own boundaries and make sure that um boundaries are healthy getting boundaries what are good you need. for children boundaries are good for adults boundaries yeah. are good for relationships you know none, nobody gets disappointed and everybody knows where they stand and i think boundaries are a hugely underrated um tool yeah. <laughs> i think people think yeah. you're being sort of very dogmatic with boundaries but no I, we all need boundaries because we all mm. need our space we all need to operate within the envelope that suits us best yeah Oh, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, like there's just too much to talk about. I'm going to have to ask you the question. So the, uh, we seriously could just keep talking, but um, the question. So my podcast, as you know, is called I Don't Know How It Happened, But and I live my life like that. Um, some people don't, but I do. Um, but I love it because it's fun and it's exciting and I never know what's going to happen next. Um, so I have to ask you the question, what is your, I don't know how it happened, but moment, and it I've can be anything. So many of them. Um, I know. I knew you'd have loads. <laughs> I think I know I on purpose. I didn't prepare for this because I wanted it to be straight off the cuff. And right now, if you'd asked me a week ago, I'd have given you a different answer. Perfect. Right now which is, is so current is I don't know how it happened, but I am currently living in Cornwall by my choice. I love Cornwall. I love the wild coast of Cornwall, but we are due to the circumstances that 
my, me and my children find ourselves in. We are looking to move everything up to Scotland, the wilds oh. of Scotland. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we don't know. It, that might not turn out. That might not happen because I have, I literally, I looked at the map two nights ago in the early hours of my daughter she's like where sh where should we start looking none of us have, we know it's beautiful but where the heck do you start my um nephew is in the marines my son is in the marines and fast lanes which is one of the training bases popped up on the map she's like let's look around there and it oh. happens to be near the trossacks which is an area of outstanding natural beauty just west northwest of glasgow so it's easy to get to and we are planning a trip up there next week. We've got a video <gasps> tour around one property this afternoon, and we're going up there next week to um, possibly find our next renovation project. Oh, God, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and you just have to make these things happen. You just, I mean, you, I, there are, re I love, I love Cornwall, but I also think it's, we get so stuck. We get so stuck where we are. Mm. And sometimes you just need to think, even if it's for two or three years. Yeah, doesn't matter, does it? You can move back again or move somewhere else again. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why restrict yourself to one county or one country for the entire entirety of your life when there is so much out there to be explored? So we're figuring. We know Scotland is wild. We know Scotland is beautiful. I love the Scots people as well. Like I like the Irish. I love the Welsh. Yeah. I, I just love them. I think they're fantastic. They're a great, great bunch of people. And um, we've got we've got warm clothes. So if it rains lots and is cold, it's going to be. Um, we could go it's and embrace life. I'm going to join the hiking community. Hopefully, do some scuba diving up there. Wow. The mountaineering squad and um, really go for it. I love Scotland. I have a couple of my very closest friends who live in Dunning in a little village. And, I wouldn't even um, know where that is. You see, I, I know so little about it. So I know Dunning is uh, near Perth. Perth. Near Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little village. I mean, we literally, this is, this is just an adventure and that's what we're seeing it as. Um, Love it. Um, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I shall keep you posted. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, do. I love it. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? Thank you. And I'm so happy that you agreed to come on my podcast. It's been, oh, it's been a blast. Thank you for having oh, me. I'm very no. honoured that you asked me to, to come and join you. No, my absolute pleasure. I've loved it. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, maybe the next one will be from Scotland. Like, Scotland, Bonnie yeah. Scotland. I shouldn't do that because I probably my accent's awful. There's no offense to people who are Scottish. I think they're fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll I'll interview you next time from Scotland. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a done deal. I loved that. I'm sure you did too. Kate, you're a blast. Loved it. Absolutely loved meeting you. So yep, you can follow Kate on Instagram at Kate Hartley UK. And Hartley is with a H. A-R-T-L-E-Y. And I'll put that in the episode notes. Thank you, ladies. You know the score. If you have anything that you would like me to cover on my podcast, get in touch with me on Let Life Be Yoga on Instagram. You can, um, yeah, just anything, anything. I'm having such lovely chats with people now who are writing to me and I'm so blessed and humbled that you are. So thank you. I'm loving that you're listening and I'm loving helping you all. So honestly, anything you like.
um, a menopause symptom, a funny story, I don't know how it happened moment, you name it, I'll talk about it. And again, next week, another fantastic um, guest. I'm loving it. I've got two actually lined up, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Anyway, ladies, please love yourself. Look after yourself. Never put yourself down. You are amazing. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe and leave a review and rating. Well, if it's good. Or better still, let me know if you've got any I don't know how it happened moments or maybe a question on the menopause. You can message me on Instagram at Let Life Be Yoga, Facebook at Let Life Be Yoga, or why don't you let life be yoga? You could come and do a class with me. Why not? I've been your host, Annie Hayes-Pantony, and I really hope you join me again soon. Take care.